Subscribe to PFF's Elite Annual Subscription using promo code ACTION to receive a free year of Elite Subscription Access and one year, 365 days of Action Pro Subscription Access for just $199.99. Action Pro is Action Networks, a, a betting service or a betting site that offers values and projections on every game in the NFL and NCAA, uh, is their premium subscription. It offers tailor-made you know, projections to make avid and new bettors better. This is a limited time offer that is currently only made available now through the Super Bowl. This offer only applies to first-time elite annual subscribers at pff.com. Welcome into the PFF Daily Betting Podcast. Austin Gale here with my guy, Ben Brown. Right now at halftime, Chargers leading 17-10. Justin Herbert absolutely playing with his hair on fire. 16 of 20, 194 yards, two touchdowns, ties. Baker Mayfield for the rookie passing touchdowns record. The Chargers, mainly Justin Herbert, are absolutely dealing right now with Derek Carr's sideline with a groin injury. It's been an interesting start to the game. Yeah, it has been really weird. I mean, Marcus Mariota hasn't looked too bad. Five for five, 80 yards, touchdown. Darren Waller obviously has been heavily targeted since Mariota has been back. So I don't mind, uh, you know, from that perspective, having Darren Waller's over six and a half reception yards. There's some other things not looking too good if you're a Raiders backer, especially at minus three. Uh, Justin Herbert, I don't think the Raiders are at all going to slow him down. So it mainly just comes down to if Anthony Lynn uh, does enough to get in the way of Justin Herbert or else I think the Chargers are probably going to roll here in the second half. Yeah, Raiders minus three backers right now are not feeling all that great. But the over 53 and a half is not dead yet, my friend. We're going to cheer on that as we watch forward. But uh, tune in to the Daily Daily Betting Podcast today. It's likely Friday morning. We're going to look ahead to the Friday and Saturday slate in the NCAA, looking at PFF Greenline, which you can find in your elite subscription on pff.com. Trying to find some values on Friday, championship weekend here. Let's start this Friday game. So the slate we have here is UAB at Marshall, Ball State at Buffalo, Nebraska at Rutgers Scarlet Knights, and then Oregon USC, the night game at 8 o'clock Eastern. I want to start with that USC game. I've backed USC a handful of times this year. I really like the talent they have on USC. They're 5-0 this season. Keaton Slovis is playing well. Amon Ross St. Brown, Elijah Vera Tucker, Talanoa Hufanga. They, They have a ton of talent, and I think they are the better, more talented team against the Oregon Ducks, 79% of the cash and 61% of the tickets are on our Trojans. Do you like them at minus three against Oregon uh, on Friday night? Yeah, if I was definitely basically choosing a side at minus three, I would definitely lean towards USC at this point in time. I do think they are the much better team, kind of like you touched on. Oregon's been pretty good, especially to start the season. I don't seem like they've necessarily put it all together at this point. Um, I kind of lean towards the under at 64 though I think that's kind of an inflated price for how well uh, Oregon's been defensively USC mm-hmm. has also been quite quality defensively so if I, I think if I was forced to bet on this game I'd probably lean towards the under or I would like USC at minus three but I don't really like it enough um, at this point to probably bet it uh, this would be a really high quality game though I do think USC uh, has the possibility to potentially uh, roll through here maybe win by a couple touchdowns but um, you know I don't know I, I don't really like what I've seen from Tyler Solo so far this year so from that perspective I I do think you're getting a lot more value minus three usc keaton slovis um just has a lot more playmakers and mont st brown 
as well. So I don't know. I kind of lean towards them. I don't know if I feel well enough to uh, bet it at this point. Are you getting some cheddar down on minus three? Are you going to be looking for other spots? There's some decent games here on Friday, I think, from a betting perspective. So Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think right now I'm steering clear of some of these other games largely because I don't necessarily want to turn some of these on, but I do want to watch USC versus Oregon. I think the minus three is a number I like. I also like the under 64. That's where 61% of the cash or 61% of the cash and 55% of the tickets are on the over actually in that game. So I think there might be some value on the under green line in your PFF elite subscription sees value on the under. What are some other games Friday night that you're looking to bet on? Yeah, I don't mind UAB at this point in time. This line basically opened up minus seven for Marshall. It's moved all the way down to four and a half. A uh, big percentage of the cash is on UAB at this point in time. We find value still at plus four and a half for them. I do think they're a completely different team with Tyler Johnson at quarterback. He has this kind of like big play potential. They do have the best defense in Conference USA as well. So I don't really think, um, you know, Brandon Knox, those sorts of players are going to be able to get it going for Marshall. So it's going to kind of come down to how well Grant Wells has performed uh, for Marshall at quarterback. And he has been kind of disappointed, especially recently with their loss to Rice two weeks ago when they were 17-point favorites. So I kind of lean towards UAB uh, covering this four-and-a-half-point spread. I do think it's going to get my Friday night started off right here at 6 o'clock early game. So I think it's probably a pretty good uh, value on the Blazers at this point in time. Uh, total lower, 43. I think that actually moved up a little bit from 42-and-a-half. Uh, both cash and ticket percentages are heavily skewed on the over. Greenline still kind of likes it as well. Um, maybe we see a few more points here, but these both these defenses are uh, quite good, I think, from our opponent, Justin Grant's perspective. So um, I don't necessarily love the over as much as I like UAB here on Friday night. Is this a spot you can maybe uh, get on board with? Are you gonna? Is this one of the games you didn't necessarily want to sweat out? It could be. It could be a close matchup, though, Austin. You never know for sure. So yeah, I mean, I think I'm gonna trust Greenline. Trust the mathematics here. You got you know UAB right. plus four plus four and a half, where there's some value, and there's also some value on the over at 43. I think starting at seven o'clock on a Friday you're trying to start on a high note I think you're going to have to hit UAB plus four and a half looking ahead to Saturday just for a second just to see how it feels I know we'll, pre- we'll preview that on the Friday podcast but some big games Saturday night Clemson at Notre Dame Clemson favored in that game by 10 and a half you also have Alabama at Florida Florida uh, 17 point dogs in that one I, I, again that will be interesting too is Tulsa Cincinnati where Cincinnati right. an offense that hasn't played particularly well or particularly consistent all year the total in that game is just 45 is favored by 14 and a half points against Tulsa and like Tulsa has not been, you know, a doormat all season. They're in the championship for a reason. That is a line that's very interesting to me. I think I would be backing Tulsa if I was back betting that game right now. According to Green Line, we have a fifty-six percent of the cash is on Tulsa at plus fourteen and a half of those three games, or maybe another game on Saturday. Let's touch on a couple here. What are some What are some values you see on the Saturday slate? Yeah, I definitely think Tulsa, like you kind of touched on previously, especially at 14 and a half, has value. The line opened up right around 12 and a half. We did cross the key number 14. I don't know. I mean, we've liked Cincinnati basically for the past two years, but we always seem to be on the other side of them, um, at least from a betting perspective when we're looking at value. So there might be a team that the market is just a little bit higher on than our models are in general, just with their focus on, you know, the running game, basically the even split between run and pass plays, uh, really high quality defense. So they're just a team that maybe some of our metrics and things that we look to don't necessarily grade as highly as the betting market. So I think that uh, Tulsa definitely makes for a viable play um, from that perspective. And of course, you got to go back Notre Dame, uh, Clemson at this point in time. This is kind of a different matchup entirely because we do have, you know, some previous data on these two teams matching up uh, in that first game. Five and a half point spread, of course, no Trevor Lawrence. So he kind of has to go back to the fact where, like, what do you think the market actually values Trevor Lawrence at above DJ Ugalele? 
I don't know at five and a half, six points is actually all that accurate of a differential for how well these two teams are. So I do think that uh, the betting market could be once again undervaluing Notre Dame here at 10 and a half. That's the side that Greenland likes. I'm willing to back them as well, basically, because the spread movement has been, you know, completely one-sided in Clemson's direction. I just think there's some narratives playing into that market, basically, where uh, people assume that Clemson basically has to blow out Notre Dame in order to get to the college football playoffs. I don't necessarily think that's... Um, going to happen or really what they actually of course it would obviously help their case but i don't necessarily think they're going to be able to win by you know over two touchdowns or something like that so i do think notre dame is probably going to keep this within 10 even a seven point uh scoring game just like last time they've matched up so i kind of like the notre dame fighting irish on saturday uh lead it against people from pff but that is definitely the spot on green line are you going to be fading that play or are you going to be back in the other I, side? I, I definitely see the value at Notre Dame 10 and a half. I didn't want to touch Clemson at minus 10 and a half. I did buy them right. down to minus 10 and even maybe that there isn't a ton of value there, but I can't root with my podcast co-host, Mike Renner, a former Golden right. Domer. This is, this is a emotional hedge. Okay. I need Clemson to blow out Notre Dame because I don't want to see Mike Renner on his high horse on Saturday night when that game finishes around what, four, seven, eight o'clock. The other games I like that are, I'm interested in, I, I, I like Alabama minus 17 against Florida. I think there's a very good chance they blow the doors off the Gators. Greenline doesn't see a over a 1% value on either side in that game, but if I was going to ride with one of those SEC teams, I'm riding with the Crimson Tide. And then also Ohio State minus 20 against Northwestern. I think they could put up 70 in this game. And there's rumors right. that Chris Olave or one of the star receivers for Ohio State might miss this football game. That's what I'm hearing from people, but I still like Ohio State, Garrett Wilson, Justin Fields and company to put up a ton, a ton of points against the Northwestern Wildcats. If I was going to side with a team in that one, I think I'm picking the Buckeyes. All right, that's going to do it for the NCAA preview of this weekend's slate of games championship weekend. Let's go ahead and jump into our prize picks. For those who don't know what prize picks is, it's a great site to go check out. You're able to parlay player prop bets on PPR points total. So prize picks will assign PPR projections to ranging players. Josh Allen at 24, Tim Patrick at 11, um, Cream, uh, not Cream Jack, Jordan. Whoa, this one even has for IDP players, which is wild to see. It's all on the Saturday slate. Teddy Bridgewater at 18 points. And what you do is you can parlay over-unders on their projections together to make money on prizepick.com. Ben, go ahead and kick us off. On the Saturday slate, we have two games. Obviously, you have Carolina at Green Bay and then Buffalo at Denver or or Denver at Buffalo. What's your take here? Yeah, so I'm going to buy in. I know I might be buying at the high, but I kind of like KJ Hamler over eight fantasy points. He had three targets, turned those into two touchdowns on two receptions, 86 yards, big play potential. Obviously, he only needs one play to get over this number. I think we're going to see maybe just a little bit of higher scoring game in this first matchup coming up here on Saturday. So I think I kind of like KJ Hamler, and I see at some point, obviously they haven't shown it yet, but I do think that he's going to get some more underneath work as well. If he does... If the Broncos are able to keep it just a little bit closer uh, than the spread at six, I do think that KJ Hamler is probably going to be uh, pretty heavily involved. And I do think that he could easily get over his pretty low uh, fantasy point total at this point in time. So that's a spot that I definitely like on prize picks here. I really like KJ Hamler over. I also like Tim Patrick's over right. at 11, 11 PPR points against the Buffalo Bills. This is going to be a game where I think they're going to need to score points late, negative game script, where they're chasing a lead that Josh Allen, the Buffalo Bills, put up. If I had to pick another over in that game, it's Gabriel Davis at 9.5 PPR right. points. John Brown is not expected to play in this game. It's going to be a Stefan Diggs and Gabriel Davis show. 9.5 PPR points, that's another guy I really like in that game. Moving to the Carolina-Green Bay game, what are some values you see here? Where some over-unders you want to hit on prizepicks.com. 
Yeah, I kind of want to go back to our guy, Robbie Anderson, 15 fantasy yes. points. Of course, they're still not going to have DJ Moore back. Highest, higher scoring game. Uh, I think people still maybe overrate the Packers defense just a little bit. They're obviously not that good. Um, they haven't played that well in coverage either. So I do think Robbie Anderson, if he gets loose, you know, gets a, de- gets a touchdown pass at this point in time, he's going to easily go over that 15-point fantasy projection. So I kind of like uh, him going over. And, you know, I kind of expect just a few more points from both of these games. So I do think uh, playing the overs as opposed to the unders. Unders usually get the credit for being the sharp side. I do think the overs are probably the correct approach here on Monday night or Saturday night. Sorry. What are you, what are you liking here on the second game? I think Curtis Samuel under 13.0 PPR points. That's an absurd line. He's listed as questionable. He's banged up. If he does suit up, I think he has to play for you to get action. But if he does play, I don't expect him to see a high volume of targets in this one. I think Curtis Samuel goes under that 13.0 PPR projection. That's an under I do like in this game. And outside of that, I don't necessarily see a ton of value. I always try to stay away from Devontae Adams because right. you want to fade him. You want to say under because he's always one of the highest projected players on the site. But – there are, he just he's been breaking out every single week. It's it's been a tough line to kind of follow Devonte Adams. So a guy I'm laying off of is definitely Devonte Adams, and I'm hitting the under on Curtis Samuel. Uh, any qualms there, Ben? Do, do you hate those decisions? I I don't I don't mind those decisions at all. I do actually really like the Gabriel Davis over nine point five fantasy points projection. He was the guy I actually was fading on Sunday night. I had his under reception and yardage total. I think he probably should have gotten over both. Uh, a couple deep passes didn't necessarily go his way, but he is a guy that has been heavily involved in that Bills offense. 9.5 seems like it could be a gimme, especially if he gets a touchdown, but he probably doesn't even need it based on his volume for, um, you know, some of those high average depth of targets that he's been getting. So I really like the plays from the first game, especially second game might be a little bit more dicey. Like you said, it's kind of hard to play uh, the Packers in general with Devontae Adams. You don't really know what to do with him if you don't want to fade him. Uh, some of these other guys are obviously playable to the downside, but not really on the upside. So we'll see. It's going to be a fun Saturday night. I'm glad we get to a little change in the NFL schedule and uh, get a few more games in here before our main slate on Sunday. Absolutely, man. Well, that's going to do it for the Friday morning, Thursday night, Friday morning edition of the PFF Daily Betting Podcast. Uh, until next time, you get to hear this five days a week. With George Trahuri, Ben Brown, myself, Eric Eager, a lot of fun on the Daily Betting Podcast. Until next time, Austin Gale and Ben Brown.